0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Force for Girls podcast. I'm Ricardo and Courtney's on vacation. So today I'm being joined by my wifey-poo, Jessie.
1: Hi, everyone. Very excited and nervous to be here.
0: Nothing to be nervous about. What are we going to be talking about today, babe?
1: Today we're talking about living in the past, present, or future. So let's get started. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. So, living in the are you living in the past, present, or the future? What do we mean by that, babe?
1: So, I mean, where your thoughts are at, are they constantly in things that have happened in the past? Are you living more in, you know, the present, what's currently going on in your life? Or are you always focusing on the future? What, um, you know, you're not necessarily always your goals, but just you know, what if, what it could be like, um, you know, what your desires would be eventually of your life, uh, just all futuristic. So which kind of, you know, area do you focus on your thoughts daily?
0: Yes. Where are your thoughts? And if you're living in the past, are your thoughts positive of lifting moments of gratitude or are they regrets, things that you should have done, things that you keep on thinking about, mistakes that you made? Maybe even going as far as thinking of how things could have been different, which they're not, but you're just kind of clinging to the past and not necessarily moving to the present. Because if you're in the past, you're not in the present and you definitely don't have a clear path to the future.
1: Correct. So I I myself, I definitely have moments of living in the past um, especially just remembering past uh, behaviors. Some, obviously the majority of them, not the most positive. So I do reflect on the past of just like, you know, where I am no longer at. And I'm very thankful for that. I don't really live in the future unless I'm, you know, going there for a uh, goals, a specific goal. I really focus on living present, like living, you know, today, what's happening today. I don't, I try really hard to work on just enjoying what my current life is.
0: Yes. So there's a couple of things. Let's start back at the past. If you're living in the past, it could be one or two things. Like LaVie Jackson just pointed out here. He says, my past is my greatest asset. That's great because the past fires them up to be in the present and look forward to a brighter future, right? So it keeps that memory alive. It keeps that drive of like, okay, that's in the past. I'm moving forward. That's one way that the past can motivate you. The other way is it can demotivate you. It can wear you down. It can beat you down. Because if you keep on thinking of the past and you're scared to take action in the present, to set a clear path to the future because of something that happened before. Maybe you tried to close a sale. Maybe you tried to close a client. Maybe you got rejected in the relationship or something of that sort. And you just keep on clinging to it, not letting it go. Maybe something bad happened. Maybe something less than ideal happened in the past, and you just can't seem to let it go. So therefore, you're never in the present, and you can't get to the future. So that's the past. What do you think, babe?
1: I mean, I think the past, like just like me, and you can definitely learn from it. Um, you can choose to grab things like Livy does, and you know that's what allows him to see a bright present and future, which is great. So, I'm mean, we're not talking about the past as a bad thing. No. We're just talking about where are your constant thoughts are. They constantly. In, in the you know past, are they constantly in the present or are they always in the future? It's, it just depends, you know, be more cognizant of exactly where your thoughts are. It can be to where when you are thinking of constantly of the uh, past to where it can kind of hold you back negatively. Um, and I think that's what we're talking about. Now in Levy's case, I think we're talking about with the people where Could potentially hold them back.
0: Yes. And you know, I'll throw this out there the future can also hold you back. If you keep on thinking of the future in a negative way, if you keep on thinking that you won't get that sale, that you won't get that job, that you won't get that deal, that you can't seem to get past it, right? Negative thoughts can impact you anywhere in the past, the present, or the future. Correct. They can cripple you. The ne- Those negative thoughts and that negative dialogue in your head can cripple you wherever you are. You can have a negative dialogue about the future. You can have a negative dialogue about the present. And you're never going to get anywhere if that's all you keep on thinking. Right.
1: That's that stinking thinking.
0: Yeah. The more stuff that you look for that could be wrong, guess what you're going to find? Wrong stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we get out of that? It takes work.
1: (laughs) Go ahead, babe. No. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, it takes work. You have to break that bad habit. Uh, You know, like anything that you do, you have to, um, you know, it's, it's a muscle. You have to work at it and it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight with anything that you do. And you got to be, you know, more cognizant and work on the. The thoughts, like what you actually want to be thinking of throughout the day and throughout your life, like where, where do you want to be and what do you want to be focusing on?
0: Yep. The one thing that you can also do is break that pattern. If you catch yourself thinking of a moment from the past, be aware of it and just say, stop, stop, and just allow that pattern to come through. Don't dwell on it. That's where we seem to get stuck is when we dwell on the past, when we dwell on the negative future, when we dwell about what's going on in the present because of the past. Oh, man, that past can just haunt you and haunt you and haunt you and creep up on you. And once it grabs a hold of you, it's just like a a werewolf. It won't let you go.
1: Uh, It reminds me of one of those scary movies where the hand just comes up and grabs you and they're Uh. just hanging on (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> it won't let go. It yeah. won't let go. Why? Because where focus goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. Right? That's if you give that past thoughts energy, it's going to get life and it cling on to you and not let you go. Yeah. Oh, and we don't want that, do we? Yeah.
1: That, Shadea, that's the point. You know, the the past has changed who I am specifically in a great way. You know, I am no longer that person that's just angry all the time and just, you know, is so in the victim, you know, mode and blame everyone except myself. I, I never took responsibility for anything that I did that I said um that happened in my life. I just constantly blamed other people. And that's where I my my past, you know, specifically, I'm glad for my past, because I'm so happy I'm no longer there. And it makes me proud of the growth within myself that, you know, I look back to, you know, honestly, just even four years ago, and I'm not the same person. I'm definitely not the same person I was 10 years ago. So, you know, I I think we can just constantly be learning from our past, both good and bad, no matter what it is, it just you can learn from your past. You know, to Lavi's point, it's his greatest asset. That's great. I think that that's a learning, you know, tool for him, and he's able to use it in a positive way. For me, I see it like, wow, I I'm no longer that person, and I'm so happy. Truly, I'm happy, and I used to think watching shows, especially rom coms, as a woman, you know, watching these shows, and I'm just like that that doesn't, you know, that's not real life. Like that's, that's not real life. That's just TV. And you can have that. However, it starts with me and it's within me and I have to make those cho- choices and I have to make those decisions and I have to be the one to take the responsibility for my thoughts yeah. and what I say and how I feel and how I'm projecting that on myself and on other people, my husband, our son. Um, That's, you know, the main thing that I personally have learned from my past.
0: Yes. And one thing here I'll add to Shadea's comment. She asked, what if the past has changed who you are today? Great question, by the way. The past is always going to change who you are, positive or negative. A positive experience in the past can impact you in a positive way or a negative way. We can go into more of that. And a negative experience And a negative experience can impact you in a positive way or a negative way. So the past is always going to make an impact on who you are today. All we're saying is don't dwell on it. Don't allow that past to creep in and hold you back from moving towards something else.
1: Correct. I could definitely dwell on just who I used to be. Yes. And I could, you know, get upset and just, you know, pity myself for how I treated Ricardo, how I treated myself, how I treated friends. And that's not what I choose. I choose to look at it like a growing experience and a learning experience. And so, you know, I think that's the whole point of us to constantly grow and learn from our past and our past changes us just like our current present will eventually be our past. And that is, you know, us learning at at this exact moment, we're learning something that's going to benefit our future.
0: Yes, for sure. And you also have to keep in mind that right now, the present in one minute will technically be the past. Mm-hmm. And so, whatever we're doing now can impact us in the future. The present's not very long. The present is right now in the moment that you're breathing in and out. And that's it. After that, It's the past. It's the past. So you choose to what you have to choose what you're going to be thinking about. You have to choose what you're going to be focusing on. If you're only focusing on a few things from the past over and over and over again, mm, that might not necessarily be the best place for your mindset to be. And you have to work on letting that go. Right. Absolutely. Great conversation.
1: Yes.
0: Great conversation. So how
1: about you, babe? Have you learned something from your past that you now use in your present or you know, think thoughts maybe for the future?
0: So, one of my biggest things that I had struggled with and that I'm still kind of working on and that has held me back in the past before <laughs> is success. So we talked a little bit about how negativity can hold you back if you dwell on it. For me. It was a success that held me back that I was dwelling on because I had a great success early on in my career. Great success where I was making some big moves and had, oh man, I can't even just, I get chills when I think about it. Just an abundance of success in my life early on in my 30s. And I've kind of settled. I've kind of settled. When I got to my 40s, I kind of settled because I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. It's not what I imagined. It's not more than what I imagined because I had big dreams and a big imagination. So it's definitely not that. But it's better than it's it's pretty damn good. (laughs) So I get in my head because I'm like, okay, I created some massive success, some big moves, some big things. Am I able to do it again at a bigger scale? <sighs> As you can imagine, if that's what I'm dwelling on, if that's what I'm focusing on, it's like, wow, I remember how much work that took. I remember how much sacrifice that took. I remember how, oof, I, remember, I remember it all. It was a lot, it was a lot. But it got me to where I am today, and I'm very happy. But I still desire to have another level of success. I still desire to push myself to another level. And so when I keep on dwelling of that success from the past, it's pulling me back because it seems overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, can I do that again at this scale at my age? Do I have the energy, the willpower, the determination to do it again? The answer is obviously yes, <laughs> but if I continue to dwell on that past success, it holds me back mm-hmm. and it's not good. So you can't dwell on the past, good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. unless it's gratitude. That's probably the only exception that I can think of off the top of my head is gratitude a moment of joy, right? Oh, of as course. Because that's uplifting yeah. and that energizes you and that feeds your soul and your mind and your body but dwelling on the past success, thinking about recreating that success, dwelling on the past failure, thinking about future failures. No, nah, you got to let that go. You got to let that fly, baby.
1: So how about the future? I don't really live in the future a lot. I don't my thoughts don't go to the future like in, unless we're, you know, talking about a specific goal. Um my thoughts really aren't in the future. I don't know about you.
0: They, when I start to think about the future, one of the big things that Joe Dispenza talks about is having those moments and those feelings from something that you want in your life without having to depend on that thing actually happening in your life. For example, he talks about creating a new mind and the best, and the, he talks about creating a new mind by creating those feelings and emotions right now instead of being dependent on an experience, instead of being dependent on achieving the goal. So he says that when you do that, you're living in the future. So if I really start to get deep into Joe Dispenza's work, it's a lot of focus on living in the future, living in a new body, living in a new mind. So while I typically, on a day-to-day basis, don't really just stay focused on the future, there are some benefits in propelling yourself into the future by thinking about the future and being obsessed with the future. And honestly, when I've had some of my bigger successes and breakthroughs are because I was just so focused on an outcome that hasn't happened yet. I could see it. I could feel it. I could taste it. I could smell it. I knew what it was going to be like. And that's also thinking about the future. But you can't just sit around and think about the future and not do nothing. You got to do the work.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You got to do the work. It's not about just sitting there and being like, ooh, the future. No, it ain't just going to fall in your lap, baby. You got to get out there and hustle and do the work. Yeah. Let's see here. Shadea coming with the questions today, babe.
1: All right. She says, what is a healthy way to plan goals for the future without overwhelming yourself? So I think it depends on what what your future, what you, you know, you want for your future. Um, We like to do vision boards. Ricardo also does um, battle board, battle board. And a battle board, if, you know, if you're not familiar with it, it's very simple. It's literally like a big old, uh, he has like a big old notepad, a sticky notepad. It's a huge one that goes on the wall. And he just puts, you know, a few things that he wants. Like when we focus on baskets, he has how many families and how many baskets and, you know, things like that, like specific goals. If you're doing a vision board, it's, you know, different pictures. Um, I think that depending on what the goal is, like if you wanted to make a certain amount of money, uh, put things that potentially cost more money. If you wanted to have a house as a goal, start, you know, looking at homes that you like and put them on your vision board. Um, things like that. It just it it just depends. Do you have, babe, like a healthy way maybe for her to go by?
0: I would have to, if I was talking to Shadea and she asked me this question, I would ask, what's overwhelming about the goal? Why is it overwhelming? Because a future goal should be exciting, not nerve wrecking overwhelming. Now, in a sense, I will say this, that the chemical reaction that happens with overwhelm and excitement are very close and very similar. So I would really have to understand what you mean by being overwhelmed? Does it overwhelm to the point of anxiety where it cripples you from doing anything? Or is it that like, Ooh, I'm overwhelmed, but it's that good nervous, like, ah, I'm fired up. Mm -hmm. You know, it just depends on what you mean by overwhelmed, but in theory, well, not in theory, in reality, a goal should not overwhelm you you know, a future goal should not overwhelm you. It should excite you, maybe even make you a little bit nervous. I've had goals that make me nervous, but it still excites me. It's still like, oh, you know, yeah, that's going to be good. But man, the responsibility that comes along with that goal, (laughs) but it still overall drives you forward and pushes you forward, not overwhelms you to a point to where you're not doing anything or scares you from that goal.
1: So I agree to a certain point with that because, again, I'm going to reference baskets. Before we had a board to help us, it was just you and I. And we would do this on our own and we would both get very overwhelmed with how much work this futuristic goal was of feeding, you know, however many families. However, it was like, to your point, it was that fun, you know, like you can't wait for it to happen like anxious, but like in a good, excited, anxious Correct. way, but also overwhelmed because there were so many things to get done before the event. Be- you know, so many things that we had to mark off, you know, these imaginary lists that we never <laughs> really got very good at at the beginning. So I i I think it depends. You know, does that make sense? Like, I I think it depends on the like what exactly which way you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it can just, again, it depends on what she means by overwhelming,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? It can be a powerful way. It could be a hindering way. It just depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. But for you and me in particular, we just go past it. Yeah, We just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is overwhelming, but we understand the purpose of what we're trying to do and we still get ourselves there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's the beauty. However, there are people that I know that I've worked with personally that the overwhelm pulls them back Mm -hmm. and it makes them gun shy. So it's a really a lot of this is in this particular topic is a case by case basis. Gotcha. So that's that's you know, that's what I think. That's my opinion.
1: Fair enough. But I
0: think we're I think we're pretty much saying the same thing. I think we're on the same page. You know, it's not like I'm in book three and you're in book 16. We're, we're on the same page. We're in the same book. We're on the same page here. We're pretty much saying the same thing, babe. Okay. So what is the best way for you to stay in the present moment without thinking about the past, without thinking about the future, to be right here, right now,
1: where you are? For me, it's just love and gratitude, like thinking of you, thinking of Sebastian and thinking of all the great moments that we have, the laughter, the silliness, things like that, Um, enjoying the moment um, and putting away, you know, social media and the phones and things like that. And just, you know, playing hot lava and jumping around on the sofa and, you know, having Nerf gun battles and going on family walks and it's just little things like that where I feel that that really keeps us in the present having, you know, family game nights and just having so much fun where all of that stuff really allows you to just be present. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not, it's not huge things. I don't feel that it's huge things that I, it's like small things, family dinner, you know, just little things that you could do to really bring in, you know, yourself into the present. I feel that COVID has kind of done this to a lot of families. You know, a lot of people weren't, you know, having family game nights and, you know, family walks and dinners and things like that to where COVID kind of forced this on them and so they were able to enjoy, you know, being present a lot more. Hmm.
0: I would say can you be present while you're drinking water? Of like, course, live your like, conscience. Yeah, if you just stop and just actually be present with the water that you're drinking or something as simple as they call it the almond meditation. And you can Google this, but it's a meditation where you put an almond in your mouth and you experience the almond for what it is. You feel the texture in your mouth. You take a little bite. You experience the full flavor of it without any distractions, without thinking about anything else. And you're just focusing all your attention on one almond, right? And you can do a Google search on that. It's called the almond meditation. And there's a couple of websites where it talks a little bit more in detail, but essentially that's what it is, is an almond or a raisin or whatever it may be. And it's about giving your focus to that little thing that you're doing right now. Because an almond's pretty small, a raisin's pretty small. Giving that your focus while you're eating a single piece and just being present with it and enjoying it and savoring it for what it is. Final thoughts, babe.
1: I think being present is being at peace. You know, like when you were talking Right now, about the almond meditation, that's the first thing that I thought. Like, just like I can't imagine myself being able to go through that without just feeling peace in myself and in my heart.
0: Mm. I think when you're talking about being present in the present, it is about peace. And when you're thinking about the future, it should be exciting and energize you to get to that point. And when I'm thinking about the past, it's, okay, the good stuff. I want to bring up those good memories that feed my soul and feed my mind and feed my body and just energize me. But it's really about being cautious about those negative, unhealthy thoughts that run in a loop, that record that runs into your head that's not really serving you. And you know that it's not. And being able to be like, okay, that's already happened. I don't need to carry that with me anymore. I don't need to carry it with me. Deepak Chopra tells a story about um young, a young monk and an older monk, a senior monk, if you will. So they were walking on this journey, and there was a late, they were both um they they both took vows of celibacy, right? So They were walking and they came up to like a a lake or a river of some sort, right, that they had to cross. And there was a young lady there waiting and she's like, hey, can one of you guys help me get across the river? And the young guy said, yes, of course. So he put her on his shoulders and carried her across the river. And then after they got to the other side, he put her down and she went on her way and they went on their way. So a couple of days pass, and the older monk still says, I can't believe that you carried that woman across the river. And the young monk looked at the older monk and said, I put her down two days ago. You're the one still carrying her. So think about that.
1: Wow. I think we do that. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all do that in life for sure.
0: Yes, we do. So I'll leave you with that.
1: Good final thoughts, babe. Good final thoughts.
0: Good final thoughts. Thanks for being here today. So Jesse will be with me here on Wednesday and Friday.
1: Yes, we gave Courtney Courtney a week vacation. She won't get another week off. (laughs) Oops, don't tell her that. Uh, I'll I'll Uh, let her know that next (laughs) (laughs) time.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you visit forceforgrowth.com to subscribe and listen and get all of the latest updates. Contact us. Uh, Facebook group is coming here really soon. So make sure you're a part of that. And remember to be a force for good.
1: A force for growth.
0: And a force for greatness.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>